Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right. Welcome back to Beyond Sunday. We're here. At least I'm present. Randy's present. I am. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. How was your birthday over the weekend? Birthday was good. Spent some good time with the family, minus nice. one son-in-law, but it was good. Did Amanda get up? In she Virginia? did. She okay. did. That was fun. Yeah, cool. she was gracious to drive up on Thursday, uh, Thursday afternoon, and stayed until Saturday noontime ish. Okay. So it was fun. That's yeah. good. We Couple had a nice, in, yeah, nice uh, family meal on Friday. Thanks. That's great. Good time. Yeah. But her husband Eric couldn't make it. No, he was working. Yeah. Okay. That's too yeah. bad. These son-in-laws. I know. Tell me about it. We're all one of them. You're one of them. Yeah. But you didn't have your mother-in-law with you. No. That's too she, bad. She uh, is traveling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I miss Daisy. Yeah. Daisy will be back. She will be back, Lord <laughs> All right. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Feeling spry, I'm sure. Oh, my, yes. All right. So you ready to dive in here? Mm-hmm. We're in Matthew chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pulled up some notes. I preached this text four years ago. Nice. Yeah. Advent? It's fascinating. Advent or no? Uh, it was Epiphany. Sunday. Good. So like right after it was uh, like the second Sunday in January, I think. Early year. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so right around that time of year. That's fun. Um, it is fun. And I was somewhat proud of myself because we followed a pretty similar path through. Good. And I was just looking at my notes. So I brought some of them to add in here. Nice. Um, but the responses of the three main characters is, is fascinating uh, to look at. Yeah. And so anyway, if you weren't with us on Sunday, obviously you can check that out. You can find that sermon on the mm-hmm. the website, YouTube, and you can catch up. Uh, but if you were not, I'll give you just a quick synopsis here again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were in Matthew chapter 2, the visit of the Magi, mm-hmm. the magicians. I thought that was helpful to be able to just mm-hmm. put a C on the end of that. Um, you know, extra biblical stuff. We don't know a lot about them. They're kind of mysterious in some ways, mm-hmm. but... We have an idea of who they are, but you were saying magi is just a transliteration from Greek into English of their name, essentially, right? Well, yeah, what we know for sure is that they are astrologers. Mm-hmm. We do know that. So they Pagan are... Pagan astrologers. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. this Jesus. is a... Right, this is a gospel, though, written to um, to, to a Jewish audience, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I do Largely. think is, yeah, I think it's interesting because early on in these chapters, we just keep getting smacked in the face with non-Jewish people mm-hmm. uh, who are responding well. And mm-hmm. so I was trying to think. And also fulfillment of scripture, of Old Testament scripture. So mm-hmm. that also mm-hmm. is kind of a, a yeah. two ways of looking at that. You know, what is Matthew doing for his audience? Well, he is emphasizing the Gentiles a lot, right? The genealogies. but he's also linking everything back to their own scriptures. Yeah. Something yeah. they're very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into mm-hmm. this, uh, this, these three different responses from yeah. the three, three characters, I thought we could spend a minute just talking about you handled the word gospel, mm-hmm. uh, which is it kind of harkened back to another sermon I think I preached back in the fall, which I thought was interesting. Um, because that word, it's interesting to think about the word gospel and how it has taken on a very narrowed meaning mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. um, in our culture. Yeah. And so this was during the Contend for the Faith, 
or fight for the faith series that we were in in the fall. And, um, and so I thought you did a nice job of helping us to understand that the word, this is, this is good news. And in a secular, uh, use of the word back in Jesus' day, mm-hmm. good news was often used, the word gospel was used when a, a new king was coming mm-hmm. into, right. into power or a king was being born. And so just I thought it was nice to be reminded that this, the good news has its salvific, um, we're saved from our sins context, Jesus dying on the cross, the forgiveness that we have in that. Uh, but then also the good news of it goes beyond that too. This is the good news that Jesus came. And so how does that, that part of the good news affect us, change our day to day? Yeah. Attitudes or whatever. Yeah. I appreciate that, that question very much. I think the, I think one of the best things we can do is actually get away from thinking of the good news only in the context of, or with respect to my sins are forgiven. Mm -hmm. Now, hear me. If we only think in that direction, uh, what we're missing is we're missing the, the actual, uh, the actual good news. Uh, The good news is actually that the kingdom of God has come. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we're doing, one of the great things about reading the Bible together like this is we can, uh, we can rearrange our thinking uh, in our understanding a little bit. So uh, I think that to be able to see in the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, if we can see the arrival of God's kingdom power mm-hmm. that enters a badly broken world, and the language that I keep using is from a long time ago, Tim Keller uh, did such a great job with this, that you have the entrance into the world of God's ruling power, which is able to reweave together the fabric of creation, which is yep. unraveled by the initial rebellion against mm-hmm. his rule. Mm-hmm. So if any of us, uh, if we're, you know, we're thinking about living the Christian faith throughout the week, one of the great things about this good news, this gospel, is that amidst all the brokenness, God is actually already, he's already started putting the pieces back together for his world. So it is, it is ultimately our hope. Yeah. It is the anchor for us as Christians to believe that the power of God has once again entered this world. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately our hope in, um, in this life. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about, my mind's going to the title for the whole series, mm-hmm. God With Us. Yeah. Um, the picture that goes along with that yeah. of the, the lady yeah. touching Jesus' yeah. robe, which yeah. side point, I thought in my initial glance at that, I was thinking of Michelangelo's painting with the, uh, the, the Sistine the, Chapel the, ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it's once I looked that, a little yeah. closer, I yeah. saw a hand reaching out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so God with us, we've got Jesus' presence and the healing aspect of mm-hmm. it. And um, that is that is good news. So when our world uh, globally or personally mm-hmm. seems to be unraveling, yeah, we know that we have the the king who is starting to yeah. in the process of reweaving re yeah. what was the word reweaving yeah, yeah. which is um, really not a verb but reraveling <laughs> you know putting the threads yeah. back together yeah. um, of just the brokenness yeah and that's a comforting uh, it's a comforting promise it's a pro- comforting truth um, that yes. can carry us and 
it explains it explains this phenomenon of excessive joy and celebration. I, I think we talked about, yeah, I think the NIV, if I remember correctly, was using the word overjoyed. These the magi were overjoyed when they arrived. They saw the mom, they saw the baby, they were mm-hmm. overjoyed. I would have said, like I said on Sunday, I think I would use they're ecstatic, they're thrilled by this event. It would be similar to uh, what will happen. We hope what will happen in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. If if this barrage from Russia ever stops, yeah. there will be the, the very first announcement of that news is going to be great news. Mm-hmm. This is a news flash that's going to bring incredible joy to so many people. That's the way in which we need to consider the gospel and the arrival of Jesus Christ. The good thing is for us, of course, he is present with us too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's somehow residing inside of us. His Holy Spirit is inside of us. So the great news is that this kingdom power is ongoing in our lives right now. So the forgiveness of sin part, certainly uh, give him your thanks for forgiveness today. I know I have already in a prayer, that standard prayer that we pray every day. I'm so glad for the forgiveness of sin because that is, of course, what unlocks the door to a relationship where uh, the king's power can be uh, in my life and I can benefit as mm-hmm. a son of the king, a child of the king. Yeah. So it's great news for us too right now. It is. Yeah, really good news. So we were at um, the Mary Poppins musical. Yeah, good. You got to on go. On Sunday. Good. And uh, I had Anna on my lap. And so the way they handled the musical, Mary Poppins left for a period mm-hmm. and then she returned. She came back. And I had, like I said, Anna on my lap. And when Mary Poppins came back, because things started to unravel, uh, and there was a new kind of like ma, like maid or whatever they called her, yeah. um, that came and things were unraveling. And then Mary Poppins comes back and Anna's reaction, she just, she shot up and just started clapping. Yeah. And her eyes were bright. And it was great? really, that was the ecstatic emotion. It's a great, it's a great reaction. That, um, Adults don't usually respond that way right. in, in moments like right. that. Right. You use the, you know, if news broke that the war was over in Ukraine, oh we would be thrilled. Oh my. We wouldn't respond like my six-year-old daughter, but we would have a, in a we should have an adult mm-hmm. level, uh, you know, parallel response. And even more so with this good news about Jesus and his return yeah. and the hope of the, his future return too. So yeah. That's all for that thought. That's really good. Anything else to add to that? No, I think that's a great thing to remind us about that we are, we're uh, just beginning to read a gospel together. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is it even given that that name? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. Very good. All right. So we've got these three main characters in the in mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the wise men, the magi. Yeah. We've got Herod, the king, and mm-hmm. then we have these chief priests and scribes. Um, and so Herod is, he, I'm looking back at my notes. He was a character. Like mm-hmm. he actually, he had some, from my research, when I look back, he had some bright spots. Mm-hmm. He did some things really well, yeah. but he was just an insanely jealous man. Mm-hmm. And so he killed his favorite wife. Uh, he killed a few of his sons. Well, at least, he, at least two, uh, two early on. And then another one, uh, yeah. another one later on. I mean, I didn't even scratch the surface of, Everything no. about this character. He just, he, and I think maybe a sentence to sum that up would be, he didn't want anyone else sitting on the throne. Mm-hmm. And so no you rivals. take that to the spiritual 
you know, side of what Matthew's doing here. And I think it's, uh, yeah. Well, and, and let's, let's make sure we talk about this and why is that important for this week? For instance, living out the faith, remember that the spiritual opposition to King Jesus is always present and active. So mm-hmm. a lot of what we're facing in our lives behind that curtain is another kingdom trying to destroy, uh, destroy and disrupt the kingdom of God. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot of the turmoil that you and I face in our minds, mm-hmm. for instance. Yeah, it's dangerous. And yeah. we ought to caution yeah. ourselves yeah. against that. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a funny quote from Augustus, uh, the Roman emperor at the time. Mm-hmm. He said, it's safer to be Herod's pig yeah. than his son. I just read that this morning. <laughs> yeah, I just read it this morning because I'm, I'm into this next section. You know, okay. When he actually, in uh, where, where are we? Early in chapter two here now, but yeah, verse 13. later. At, so at the end of chapter two is when uh, Herod actually uh, begins, of course, to... Uh, to, to try to make sure that King Jesus is done away with. And so he mm-hmm. kills uh, all the baby boys at that, in that, uh, that little town. Mm-hmm. So I just was reading about that very thing that, yeah, that's a great quote. Yeah. We don't know whether that quote is actually his or not. It could yeah. be apocryphal, but right. it is his, historical. Yeah. Uh, but again, I think it just underlines the fact that the spiritual threat in our lives to keeping Jesus off the throne of our hearts mm-hmm. is, is real and it's dangerous and we ought to caution mm-hmm. ourselves against it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's Herod, King yeah. Herod. Yeah. Uh, we've got the chief priests, the scribes, these Jewish religious leaders of the day. And did you use the word apathy to describe their response? Yeah. You know, just kind of like, hmm. Yeah. And I can't remember the word that one of the, one of the guys that I'm reading a lot in this series used another word for him. And I didn't think that was for them. And I didn't think that was quite accurate enough. I think apathy is, is fine. Um, I don't even know if that's the best word. Indifferent. What, what did you, indifferent, um, indifferent, uh, no, no sense of, I mean, they have no sense that, that this is important for them. I mean, well, yeah, they didn't go. They don't, so, they, they, so what would you say? I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they don't recognize. They don't recognize that the Messiah, a King of the Jews, has been born. They mm-hmm. don't recognize that. No, they know. They it. don't care. They know it, right? They they quote they knew, the prophet. Yep. They right? knew. There's the mixed quote there. Yeah. So they quote that. So they're definitely cognizant mentally yeah. there. Yeah. But their response, you would think, because they're anticipating, it would be. We got to go and see this. They should be. They should be most interested uh-huh. because of what they know, uh-huh. which is why I think again, you know, in a week like this, following that teaching, I think that's the place where. Now I want to say this carefully. If you're if if you're watching or listening to this, then I put you in that category. I'm, I used to joke about the Sunday night crowd, and I still joke about the Wednesday night crowd at times. I mean, you've mm-hmm. since you're either listening or watching beyond Sunday. Uh, you know, I, I probably would say to you, you're probably not the ones that are in this category. In other words, the reason that you're in, engaging with us is because you care about this. It is possible, though, that you're able to ascertain your own uh, or to evaluate your own worship and say, I'm not as I'm not as genuine a worshiper as the Magi were. Mm-hmm. 
Therefore, you've only got two other options in this story. You've got the antagonism of someone like Herod. So are you anti-Jesus' rule or are you apathetic towards his rule, which means you're not giving him all that you are because of all that he is to, to use our, our core value of being worshipful. So yeah. I would say to you that this, uh, you know, when you look at the, the religious leaders, mm-hmm. more than likely that's the group that captures or that best mirrors a lot of Bible church church goers. Mm-hmm. That's the dangerous part yeah. in my understanding. So for me, this is a week to evaluate the level of my worship experience. Yeah. And I think at best, we're going to, you know, I don't think we can seclude ourselves from any of these things. We probably allow different aspects of each of these responses to, we don't allow it. They probably manifest yeah. themselves yeah. in our lives in different yeah. different ways. I'm sure there are areas of my life that I'm apathetic you know, or indifferent right. to Jesus's rule. And I just think, well, whatever, he'll, yeah. he'll deal with it. I'm, yeah. I'm just whatever. not ready for that. He'll deal with it. Yeah. I'll deal with I'm it. Not up for that. Yeah. Um, and then there's probably areas of my life where I'm like King Herod, where I'm like, you know what, this is too important to me yeah. and I can't I'm holding on to this. One. I'm going to hold it tightly. Yeah. Um, but Good we call. want to respond like the Magi. Yeah. These pagan astrologers who come from a far way off, they bring gifts. Yeah, and expensive they, gifts. Yeah. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The big three. The big three. How much do you make? How much do you read into those gifts? Like what they uh, represent? I saw a lot of that. I, yeah. I don't make a lot out of that because as one of my scholar friends said, we're putting we're putting a lot more into Matthew than Matthew ever would have I don't think Matthew was was trying to say, you know, the the, the gold represents Kingly. his crown. The, yeah. You know, the, I don't th- I don't know. I, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but listen, uh, people throughout church history have done a lot of work like yeah. that. And he so, is all of those he things. Is, he you is. Know, the, he is. Do we do that to Matthew or not? But what we do to Matthew is we we do say this is a strange phenomenon that pagan astrologers are the one that's leading they're leading the way to the way in which we should worship mm-hmm. so my thoughts throughout the uh, throughout the week this is only tuesday right so but my thinking has been a lot along the lines of our worship experience and whether or not we are sacrificing in a true act of worship recognizing the worth of our savior yeah. mm-hmm. our messiah and i certainly would challenge all of us myself included to continue to evaluate the way in which we give him our worship Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not in Matthew's account, but Luke's account. You see the shepherds respond in a way that we yeah, ought to respond to. Exactly. They, they, here's these Jewish shepherds, yeah. and they go, and they run. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's an ecstatic thrill to it, yeah. uh, to their response. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I think just to, the, I think t- from my own heart to ask myself the question, what areas of my life am I holding on to tightly, like King Herod and keeping Jesus mm-hmm. off the throne? Good. Are there areas in my life that I'm just kind of indifferent mm-hmm. and eh, we'll push that off to another day or I'll push that down the road um, and see what happens? Or um, are there areas of my life that I can grow in my response, like the Magi, mm-hmm. and offer offer him all that I am because mm-hmm. of all that he is? Yeah. Because he's a God who's worthy of our worship. Yeah. And that last part that you said, you know, all that he is, if you think in terms of value, if you think of honoring, honoring the king, 
in such a way that it shows how valuable he is, mm -hmm. that's a way for me to look at my life and say, does my life show that kind of honor? Mm -hmm. In other words, what price tag or what value do I place on my king according to the way in which I live my life? Mm -hmm. That's a good way to evaluate your Christian experience and, and what type of worshiper you are. On the one hand, you've got people that come to church and that's all they do. Mm -hmm. They're consumers. Mm -hmm. They come, they, they, you know, they take part in the service and they, they go home and that's it. Mm -hmm. Others, of course, are, are more, uh, they're, they're more worshipful. Mm -hmm. They are coming to church, coming to Calvary Bible Church, but they're giving their lives uh, faithfully to the Lord mm -hmm. because he's worth it. And, yeah. and, and we're all somewhere on the spectrum. Gotcha. To just tease that out a second, mm -hmm. in what ways can we show value in our lives? Practically yeah, speaking. Yeah. So the thing I thought of the most was, let's, let's talk to the people that actually work for a living. Mm -hmm. All right. These, these, these men and women that are going out every day, they're going to work most of their lives. Most of their waking hours are devoted to their job. Mm -hmm. So one of the things is, is that their work is done as a worship, mm -hmm. as an act of worship, mm -hmm. that they are working primarily for the Lord, and it shows in the way in which they go about their job. Mm -hmm. They're wise at work. They're merciful at work. And uh, they represent God very, very well. But mm -hmm. it's the attitude. It's, they're not working for a paycheck. They're working as an act of worship to the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's a huge chunk of their week, yeah. right? Yeah. And then from there, the other thing that, you know, just always hits a church. I mean, thankfully, you know this now for all these years, right? We're very fortunate. Mm -hmm. So the faith family at Calvary Bible Church does a great job at giving, and they do a great job at serving. And there is always the need for new servants, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be uh, working with Dan Pierce here uh, over the next few days, and we're going to be looking at how can we urge some folks to become ushers. Yeah, we just because of thankfully because of the uh, the new attendees that are coming mm -hmm. in, and our attendance is now getting back to you know sort of closer to pre-COVID times. Mm -hmm. We need people just to help people find their way around here. Yeah, well, that means that there's some of our folks who they don't have the gift of teaching. That means they only have one other gift left, and that's the gift of serving. And here's a way in which people can worship the Lord by using their gifts to serve others in the body so that the body can grow. So mm -hmm. that's just another example, apart from working for the Lord at work each week, mm -hmm. uh, just make sure that your lifestyle is, is using your gift. I mean, I, I'm probably going to write this on Realm 2, but that parable, that parable that says, don't bury your talent. You know, you remember that parable yeah. mm -hmm. where Jesus tells that story and he come, you know, the, the guy comes back in the story and expects some return on his, his money, on his money. Yep. And the one guy at the end says, I buried it. Mm -hmm. And you know how that went with him. I just keep the last couple of days. I've been thinking about that parable thinking we want to continue to send the signal that that faithfulness in using God's gifts that faithfulness is absolutely necessary mm -hmm. to make it into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. So it's, and in, in, in my mind, I connect that to worship. The reason why I want to be faithful with my life is because I worship the king. Mm -hmm. 
So that's that's the kind of thinking I think that we ought to all be doing, especially I mean all week long. Yeah. But especially after seeing an example of Magi. Right. Yep. That's a good example or a good good you know way to flesh that out. And so let's do that this week. Let's follow the Magi. Um, so mimic the Magi. Mimic. There we go. How do you like that? How do you like that? Love it. Do you? Love it. No, I don't love it. <laughs> don't lie. It's okay. On, don't lie on people on Sunday. <laughs> so can you give me, we've not done this before, but can you mm-hmm. give me a 30-second glimpse It's to what's ahead, prepare us for Sunday? Yeah. Uh, th- this amazing, uh, the amazing story of God. Can you imagine God protecting Jesus against this assault by Herod? And Joseph keeps getting, Joseph keeps getting messages. Mm-hmm. Clear messages messages guiding his path to protect mm-hmm. the son right mm-hmm. protect his son yeah and of all places he sends him back to egypt mm. and if you know what happened to to the redeemer yeah the baby redeemer when he landed well not when he landed there but when he was discovered there moses yeah mm-hmm. so it's just a fascinating story to think why would god send jesus to egypt and then the language from Hosea is so great. And I think it's going to be a great comfort to all of us. You know, when he, when Hosea 11, one says out of Egypt, I've called my son. Mm-hmm. It is such a reassuring message for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there he, you know, he's running for his life. Joseph and the Holy family running for their lives, right. find themselves back in Egypt again, the very place where initially the attack starts mm-hmm. against God's people. And here's God saying, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll bring you back out of that. It's good. Yeah, that yeah. is good. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Yo, you're welcome. All right. Thank you for listening, watching. That's for sure. We appreciate it. And uh, we hope it's helpful to you. As always, please send those questions in. We love them. And uh, can't have too many. I'll say that. Can't have too many. We'll do our best. Probably no danger. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. And we'll see you on Sunday. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.